0: Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we got Jenny from the blockchain, and she'll be talking about What she's got going on in Web3 and some tips if you are looking to have a career or break into the space. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of NFTs together. Who I have with me today is Jenny from the blockchain. She is a podcaster among many things in the space. Jenny, you want to give yourself an introduction?
1: Sure, yeah. Co-host of the NFT Catcher podcast, which we just uploaded our 51st episode. We do weekly recaps and interviews. Also am head of marketing at Evaluate Market, which is an NFT analyzer site where you can track uh, the value of your NFTs. To go to a lot of NFT events,
0: Congratulations on over 50 episodes with the NFT Catcher Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, that's a huge achievement and it's a really great show, but he hasn't checked it out. How did you find yourself in the NFT world? What was that journey like?
1: I got into crypto in 2017. And I just started learning as much as I could investing like the little money I had into Bitcoin and Ethereum and a couple other altcoins in 2020 and decided to use my Ethereum to to put it into uh, NFTs. My first NFTs were CryptoKitties. Got really into NBA Top Shot shortly after that. One of the first couple thousand users. And I still collect to this day, actually. Several months later, I just transitioned into Ethereum-based NFTs uh, because Topshop was kind of crashing and it was you know, getting kind of boring. And I just like started learning about other uh, NFT projects that were coming out. I decided to set up a MetaMask wallet, mint NFTs, and try to flip them and try to collect them and things like that. Now I'm mostly just a holder.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I know a lot of people in the space came in through cryptocurrency. It's kind of like the jumping off point. Like if you were in crypto, you know, you eventually find the NFT landscape. Topshot was, you know, a really easy place to where you didn't really have to know a whole lot about the blockchain to be involved. And it was really eye catching.
1: I mean TopShot was a super easy onboarding experience for a lot of users and I mean now there's I think 670,000 uh wallets with at least one moment uh in their account from me at TopShot. Yeah, TopShot was was kind of like the gateway drug for a lot of people. To where it was like that was their first introduction into NFTs and TopShot moments aren't even really advertised as NFTs. I think that's kind of nice like they kind of, you know, it's like oh, digital collectibles, you know, these are digital moments that you can collect and they're more supposed to be like a collector's item versus something that you speculatively buy and sell type of thing. It's a nice thing um, because it's like it's a centralized website, but then it's built on a decentralized blockchain, Flow, which is like the blockchain they created after like CryptoKitties, you know, kind of crashed the Ethereum network, right? Because it was like the cost of gas was just going up like crazy because there was so much volume. And they realized Ethereum wasn't really made for high volume. And so they kind of created their own blockchain, which is what NBA Top Shot and a bunch of other projects are on that kind of are leaning more towards wanting mass adoption and, you know, an easier way for users to be able to buy and sell NFTs without having to pay gas fees.
0: Yeah. I mean, they really went about it in a smart way, you know, not mentioning the whole blockchain, uh, non-fungible token, you know, the collectible side of it, you know, people who traded uh, baseball cards or Pokemon or whatever it was. That was a very smart marketing plan. And I think people should be utilizing it more often. You know, we need new people into the space. We've seen a little bit of a kind of a growth shortage.
1: Honestly, that was one of the main things that I really liked about Top Shot in the beginning when I first got into it was I also collected baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards from when I was like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. And I still have those. Cards to this day because, you know, I don't even know how to go about selling them. Like, you know, I got to look it up. I got to try to figure out, you know, what's the price of this going for? Then I have to list it on eBay. Then I have to ship it out to the person. And it's just like this whole process. But with TopShot, you can basically collect trading cards, except they're not trading cards. They're, you know, these moments that are actually like videos. So you're able to see it, uh, which is even better. And it's just so much easier to buy, sell, and trade. And, you know, the collecting aspect of of TopShot is so much more fun. Other people can see what you have. Like, you know, with your own physical card collection, you have to go and you have to show people, you have to post pictures maybe. But it's like for Top Shot, if people know your username, they can just, you know, constantly see what you're collecting and, you know, what you bought and what you sold. I know we had a burst at one point of of some card collectors that came in, but yeah, all the people that are collecting cards right now, like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like cards are kind of dying out. And like, this is the next thing, you know, digital collecting. Being on the blockchain, you know, they're permanent. And if you were to damage your physical trading card in real life, physical basketball card you collected, then all of a sudden the value of it goes down, but you can't really like damage,
0: you know, something that's on chain. Yeah, that's a, that's an incredible point because, you know, you have to go through like a grading system where, you know, you have to hope for a 10 or, or the value is, you know, significantly down and it's all about keeping them pristine. You know, I never really thought about how, you know, the NFTs doesn't really have to go through that process. The NFT, it's with you wherever you go. If you're on vacation, you can pull out your art or your collectible and, and having it as a talking piece. It's always with you. You are going to be a panelist at VCon. How did that come about? I'm
1: super excited. I am um, also nervous. You know, this is the biggest, one of the biggest things that I've done. So I'm just like, uh, this is like a lot of pressure. I'm excited to do it, uh, to be able to meet a lot of people, push through my nerves and do a good job. But yeah, uh, basically someone on Gary's team said that Gary wanted me to come host panels. There's about, I believe, six or eight people that will also be hosting panels. And there's going to be various panels throughout the day. At VCon, it's a whole three-day conference. Currently costs a couple thousand uh, to get in. Yeah, so it's going to be really, really cool. And it's at like the Minneapolis football stadium. The panels will be on the side stages, which there's only really going to be a couple hundred people for that, you know, not as intense, but I am going to be hosting two panels a day. So six panels total. I don't know who's on my panels yet or what the topic's gonna to be, but yeah, I am definitely excited. When they first reached out, I thought it was like a joke that they wanted to invite me and you know, fly me out and everything. And I was like, oh my
0: god, what is this real? Like, <laughs> yeah, I and saw the video you posted.
1: I feel like videos on Twitter are kind of underrated. You know, I figured, why not make a video and share my excitement to everyone else? Yeah, a lot of people were excited for me and with me. You know, I'm gonna see if I can record some clips on my phone that I can post on Twitter, <laughs> and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to to post some some stuff happening at Vcon for sure. Yeah.
0: That's going to be cool. So yeah, it's got to be a little bit of a relief that you're going to be like with a panel. I know, you know, public speaking can be overwhelming when you're up there by yourself. Like I've done panels and I've done solo and I much prefer the panel.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's not centered around me, right? It's like I'm the one asking the questions, you know, <laughs> not as much pressure and I don't have to really talk for that long. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. I'm not doing a keynote. That would be definitely a lot more nerve wracking, but I am very excited for it.
0: You've definitely created, I don't know, almost like a brand. Like you're, you've become a pretty noticeable person in the space. And, you know, that's really amazing, especially because, I don't know, there's not a lot of female representation in the Web3 NFT space. If somebody was looking to have a career in Web3 or the NFT space, what sort of tips or just avenues, like what would be the best way for them to go about it?
1: Um, First of all, the cool thing about Web3 is that there's kind of like entirely new jobs that are different than Web2, different than in real life. And, you know, a lot of people still figuring things out and a lot of positions that, you know, are, are new. And the good thing is you don't have to have a lot of experience, basically, to get a job in Web3. You just have to be involved and you just have to... Be able to get people's attention and get the attention of the people you want to work for. You know, like just do things that are are recognizable that you know people would want to like hire you. Or you can just directly reach out to companies that you would want to work for and you know let them know your skills. But I find that building up a personal brand and kind of getting people's attention in a way where it's like, okay, you want them to know that this is your skill and this is where you're good at. Uh, I found is is a great method. I mean, that's how I got my job. Working at Evaluate Market, um, I was just literally just posting YouTube videos about MBA Top Shot. Before that, I was just a server in a restaurant. You know, I didn't even have you know office job skills and stuff. Anyway, Evaluate Market approaches me, and you know now we have like nine people working at Evaluate. But I was the first hire after the founders, and it, it's great to be able to kind of uh, help build up something in Web three. And you know, just being a part of Evaluate has been a really awesome experience. Yeah, I would I would encourage people to just put themselves out there because you know, you're probably not going to get a job in the space if, you know, nobody knows who you are. Like you got to build up a little bit of a reputation for yourself and, you know, really involve yourself in Web3. And some people like to suggest volunteering, you know, to be a moderator in Discord. I think that's a great route. If you, you know, want to be like a community manager or like someone working, you know, within Discord and stuff, then yeah, being a moderator is a good entry level thing you can volunteer for. And then just kind of proving that you are like a good person you know for the job or like letting them know what your skills are but but there's other things too like you know a lot of people have a lot of in real life skills or web 2 experience that they can carry over into web 3 you just have to figure out what it is that you want to do and then from there you know do some research and figure out who you want to work for and then just contact them and you know figure it out make it happen for yourself but yeah i think it's actually pretty easy to get a job in web 3 um if, if that's what you really want to do
0: Yeah, that's incredible advice. Like you said, there is a lot of opportunities springing up. There's going to be people constantly looking for work. I know I get messaged on LinkedIn constantly about job positions and had opportunities just come up out of nowhere. And it's just from being present in the space, participating where you can, you know, talking about Web3, the blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, tweeting about it, being on Twitter spaces you know, talking about it on your LinkedIn, stuff like that, just being present and participating definitely goes a long way. But having a direction was great advice for sure. I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Where can my listeners reach out to Jenny from the blockchain?
1: You can find me on Twitter, Jennifer underscore pseudo S-U-T-T-O. That's my first and last name. And then also, if you want to, you know, check out my podcast, NFT Catcher Podcast, Uh, we post twice a week yeah that's pretty much all the social channel i don't really have instagram or facebook or uh, anything like that so really it's just twitter and then i guess if you wanted to check out my old youtube videos one of her top shot is my youtube channel
0: yeah definitely check out the nft catcher podcast it's excellent your co-host michael keane he's a gem as well and yeah you guys have put together something really special there 51 episodes that's that's incredible
1: thank you so much yeah it's been a really fun journey
0: yeah, I'm sure. It, you know, it's quite the wild frontier, the uh, Web3 NFT space, and we're very early So, and it's exciting. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the NFT and Chill podcast. If anyone is going to VCon, you'll be able to check out Jenny from the blockchain. Hey,
1: there we go. All right. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guest, Jenny Sudo, for coming on Give it some good insight and information for the Web3 space. Also, go check out what she's got going on on Twitter and the NFT Catcher podcast. It's, it's an excellent show, 51 episodes, very cool. Also want to thank all the listeners and people writing the, all those awesome reviews. That's so helpful. It's unbelievable. Following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite platform, it helps tremendously. We'll be back with another exciting episode. We have so many great guests coming. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill Podcast.